Grande. Welcome to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast. Here, giving you a first look at Monday's seven-game main slate. James, after weeks and weeks of games starting at 640 and DraftKings ignoring those games for the main slate, not so much here on Monday. We have the 640 games included. Seven games on the main slate here on DraftKings. Yeah, not so fast, my friends. 640 games. You ask for it, you shall receive. Um, it's an interesting slate. Not a lot of elite pitching talent. I'd say Aaron Nola is definitely the guy that uh, tops the list um, in that uh, aspect. But yeah, I mean, interesting game, interesting slate. I think, I don't know if this is going to be a trend where we get 640 games. I think they look It was at, a little bit last year, if you remember. Yeah, it, it was. I'm wondering if they looked at things like, all right, well, we got uh, just a few games on this main slate, so let's throw in the 640 games to kind of make it a, sure. more appealing because uh, it would have been a five-game slate without it. So um, we'll see. We'll see when we go to Tuesday when it's a, you know, inevitably a double-digit amount of games if yeah. uh, if that's included as well. Yeah, I, I missed what they did. Was it was two weeks ago. They basically gave you the main slate for every day. Uh, yep. And actually, they have that. Tuesday, 6-6. It's going to be 12 games, 7-0-5. Okay. So, yeah. And Friday will also just be 7-0-5. So, no 640 games Tuesday and Friday, but they do have it on the Monday uh, slate there. Uh, James, why don't we go take a look uh, over in Las Vegas here and uh, see what we got going on for totals and spreads. Sure. Um, when we're looking at some spreads, Aaron Nola looks like he is the biggest favorite on the money line that him and the his team uh, taking on the Detroit Tigers and Philadelphia's at home. Minus 215 there. Uh, Braxton Garrett and the Miami Marlins are minus 180 favorites at home against Kansas City Royals, who are using an opener with Michael Myers, not the villain, uh, pitching right. in relief. The Michael Myers, the pitcher that almost threw, was Kansas part of a Kansas City's game. actually being the villain by having him be a long reliever. Correct, correct. Opener, his, so. correct. His team is cast as the villain here. Um Johan Oviedo, minus 190 against J.P. Sears and the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Pittsburgh at home, minus 190, big favorites. Alec Manoa is actually a favorite at home, which is surprising to everybody in the world. Uh, minus 135 Again, like home. I said last slate when he was a favorite, it's more a favorite of Toronto. <laughs> yes, of being Toronto. Being a favorite and not Manoa being yeah. a favorite here. And that didn't yeah. pan out because uh, he ended up getting lit up by Milwaukee. In that yeah, game, so. yeah um blake snell and his san diego padres in the late night window minus 165 over on DraftKings, and then when we go over to the over unders we have nine implied runs in detroit philly nine and a half implied runs in houston toronto nine and a half implied in milwaukee cincinnati i think that's interesting because this is the first time in a while at least that i remember that we have great american on our in our uh Back pocket here, nine and a half implied runs in St. Louis, Texas. So we have three games with nine and a half implied runs and four with nine or more. We do not have a over under for Kansas City, Miami. Uh, no sports books that I see have that game listed. I'll do a little refresh here to um, see if that remains the case. But I only see DraftKings with even the money line for uh, eight, eight implied runs in that game. So um, okay. not great, Bob. Yeah, not great at all. Uh, no weather that I'm looking at right now. We'll obviously, we'll, we'll be able to update everybody when we go live at 5 o'clock Eastern uh, with any updated weather reports that we, we may have to uh, be watching out for. But at least as of now, 
uh, given our first look here. Uh, nothing too, uh, nothing too much going on uh, when it comes to the weather here. Uh, James, before we dive into tonight's slate, quick recap of uh, Friday's show. Uh, do a little new highlights segment here. Uh, when everybody know what they uh, could have gotten into if they tuned in. Uh, we had the fade Zach Wheeler clip out there on on Twitter sphere. I uh, was talking about uh, the Nationals and their their recent success. Uh, against right-handed pitching and uh, Wheeler as a the third highest rostered starter on the slate uh, did not do too well there. Uh, Nationals came through. Uh, Pirates and Nationals are two of the contrarian stacks that we talked about there. Uh, it took a little bit, but a, the Pirates just ended up coming through big time with the lone exception of Brian Reynolds. He was the most expensive right. player uh, on that team. Uh, only got a hit by pitch, but pretty much everybody else uh, in that lineup came through big time. Uh, and then we were big on the mid-tier pitching there. Uh, John Gray, Bailey Ober came up, pitched strong. Both, unfortunately, got lifted early, too. Uh, John Gray, after 82 pitches, six shutout, uh, seven shutout. And Bailey Ober got lifted under, it was at 76 pitches yeah, uh, through insane. six shutout for whatever reason there against Cleveland. So uh, mid-tier pitching that we were in on uh, came through for us. So uh, all in all, if you tuned into the stream, tuned into the podcast, uh, you know, you, you got that advice there, and hopefully it uh, helped you guys find success and hopefully uh, on today's show and then when we go live at five o'clock eastern uh you'll all be able to kind of tune into what we're talking about and and find some similar success again yeah um and let's get into it where uh i mean thank you by the way for getting me off zach wheeler that's that's where i'll stand uh that's where i'll end there Listen, the, the sample sizes don't always come through as we talk about there were rare occasions where uh you're looking at everything all the numbers add up right you can only use the information that is in front of you, and then ultimately the players have to go out there and play the game. Uh, I tweeted a lot this weekend about the, like the awful pitching that was just throwing shutout duels uh, on everybody here this weekend. Uh, you know, Jordan Lyles out there, like eight strikeouts through like four <laughs> two thirds. You know, like uh, Rich Hill today was shutting down the the Cardinals. But there are days where you look at the numbers and you're like, you know what? This if this comes through, we're we're in big time trouble. Right. Uh, and the Nats were just killing righties over the last two weeks, uh, and that held strong. So uh, let's dump into today's slate here. We'll start off at the pitching position as we normally do uh, and taking a look at some of the top guys here. Uh, James, you talk about uh, on this slate, seven games, not a lot of great pitching. Uh, top guys up over 8K are the top five starters. Aaron Nola, as you mentioned, against Detroit, one of the biggest favorites on the board. Blake Snell against the Cubs. Julio Tehran against the Reds and uh, Garrett at, against Miami, or sorry, against Kansas City, Martin Perez against St. Louis. So your guys up over uh, $8,000. If you're picking your your top pitcher for today's slate, uh, who are we going with today, man? Top pitcher is going to be Aaron Nola. I know he's been largely struggling this year, but we know Detroit's offense is struggling worse. Um, they rank 29th in OPS against right-handed pitching, 28th or tied for 27th in Woba. So Aaron Nola, the top dog. Um, and I'd probably go down to Braxton Garrett after that. I, I do like Blake Snell a little bit at home. He has been pitching much better of late. Last two starts, 11 innings, one earned run, and 13 strikeouts over that span. We know Blake Snell is a guy who has notoriously been better at home uh, this year. More fantasy points per game at home, despite a higher ERA. Um, so Snell's fine, but I like Braxton Garrett who's coming off a really good start um, in his last outing against San Diego, a team that hits lefties well. The thing I like about Braxton Garrett, if you look over his last five starts, are the strikeouts. Um, other Excluding his start in cores, 
seven, eight, eight, six strikeouts in four of his in the other four games um, over in his five in the last five games. And even in that game, of course, where he only had three strikeouts, only two earned runs. Like in four straight starts, Braxton Garrett has allowed two earned runs or less. Uh, not a lot of power allowed, a lot of ground balls. Um, so I'm going to Braxton Garrett. I know Kansas City does fare decently well against left-handed pitching, 744 team OPS. Um, but they're tied for 12th in terms of strikeout rate. So a team that is striking out at a pretty high clip against lefties. Uh, Braxton Garrett's the second guy for me up here. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Listen, he got off to a really bad start. Uh, you know, But really, if you look at it, just Atlanta, right? Atlanta was the one that did the big damage against him. 11 earned, ballooned yep. all of his numbers there. Yep. The poor guy, they left them out there to get hammered for 14 minutes. I mean, they just leave him out there, right? Like, right. they're just – you're just – sorry, buddy, but right. you're – You're, you're, you're just the saving the bullpen here. today. You're you're going to go out there. Yep. Uh, but like you mentioned, the strikeout numbers, they were also pretty down. Three, three, three in those three yep. starts in a row. But Ks are up. Uh, I'd like to see the pitch count a little bit better, like you're talking about there. Pitch 79 pitches, 82, 76, 82. While the guy's pitching, you know, pretty lights out. So, like, San yep. Francisco, six and a third, one hit gets pulled at 76 pitches. You know, yeah, it's that's, that's kind of, that's, that's certainly a little bit of a tough look here, but uh, I'm with you there. I like Nola and, uh, and Garrett as well uh, as, as the top guys. And again, this is a slate where there's not a lot of great pitching. So you know, no. after the, after those guys who I think are, are in, in good spots, you know, you're kind of throwing some darts here. Um, if you're a believer in Tehran, the way he's been pitching could, could go there. <laughs> um, you know, if you, if you think that, uh, Belak can shut down Toronto because Toronto's offense has disappeared at times. Sure, maybe Oviedo's got Oakland, but we saw how well that worked out, uh, you yep. know, the other day. So, you know, for me, I, I'm with you there. If I'm going uh, for value play today, though, I think the biggest story here uh, is Abbott being called up uh, for, for Cincinnati here, going up against the Brewers. Uh, I mean, listen, what do we talk all season long? Lefties against the Brewers, that's the pitching matchup that we wanted. Uh, and this dude was an absolute strikeout machine at AAA, 54 strikeouts in 38 innings against a team that strikes out the most in baseball against left-handed pitching here. And it's another $4,000 pitcher there, James. And we've had some up-and-down success with these 4K pitchers on the season. But, you know, the only worry I would have about this is that it's in Cincinnati. Other than that, everything looks pretty good here for this kid. I would say that is the biggest worry. That it's in Cincy. I think that's, I mean, the strikeouts, Milwaukee still leads baseball in strikeouts by nearly 2%. Um, actually, I lied, 2.1%. They are uh, higher than any other team in baseball in terms of strikeout rate. Um, they are still the worst OPS in baseball, uh, despite having the great Darren Ruff as their leadoff hitter against <laughs> lefties at times. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I do think that this is a spot where I'm willing to take a shot on a guy with a massive strikeout rate against a team with a massive strikeout ceiling. Yep. Like, um, so yes. Now on a slate with more, with better pitchers, I probably don't go here on a slate with this pitching. I am definitely going like if I'm playing a three max, I have two shares of him. Yep. No doubt. If I'm playing a 20 max, I might have close to 50% because let's face it. Like, there's more offenses that I want to use than pe- like, like right. I want to play the Padres. We hate, we I hate play every pitcher Houston. on the slate, so we must love right. all the offenses, right? So. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to be getting to some Abbott and and just taking a shot there. Like you said, this has worked. This hasn't worked. 
this is a definitely a spot that I'm willing to to take a shot on, despite the the subpar uh, pitching environment in Cincinnati. Yep, one hundred percent. Give me your fade starter on the slate. Um, I don't. I, I like we like JP Sears here. We are JP Sears fans. Um, and he actually has been pitching well. The issue with JP Sears this year has just been the home runs and the power. And the one thing we know about Pittsburgh is they have a lot of power from the right side of the plate. Um, I mean, guys like Connor Joe and Rodolfo Castro and Cabrian Hayes and Carlos Santana are all significantly better from the right side of the plate. Um, and so I'm not going to test my, my, uh, my JP Sears shares here. Uh, I'm going to once again throw my hat here and uh, fade Julio Tehran. Uh, the <laughs> man has been fantastic through his two starts uh, on the year. I can certainly give him his flowers, right? He's allowed just one earned run over 11 innings uh, during that stretch here. Only five strikeouts in 11 innings, though. Eight hits allowed. Uh, he's getting pretty lucky, in my opinion, here. Uh, if you look on his uh, ERA, uh, it is you know zero point eight two. His expected ERA is three forty one. You know, so again, three forty one still good, but it's not zero point eight two. His xFIP's five thirty eight. So again, we're looking at some numbers here. You can kind of cherry pick if you want. There's some room uh, for some regression here. He's got a five ninety nine Sierra, or sorry, he's got a five fifty one Sierra. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, in Great American Ballpark. There's some guys on on Cincinnati that can hit the ball in that ballpark. Um, so I'm going to fade Julio Tron today. Yeah, I mean, I'm. we've thought the regression's been coming for a while. So, I mean, since the first start. <laughs> right. We, we do not. We, we didn't, we've we never been a believer. Right. I'll continue to not be a believer. So. Well, don't know. Like the one, the never say never, John. Uh, we were once. Julio Toronto sure. fans. Shout out to Julio Toronto. The man Tarana didn't strike a prime. single Blue Jay and he gave up an unearned run. I mean, what is going on? Here? Fair. Like, Fair. Uh, Fair so, point. yeah, not not for me on this one. I think eventually that comes to roost uh, and they get to him. Uh, let's go to catcher, man. Uh, talk to me on the slate. Where is your top catcher coming from? Um, Jonah Heim found out Mitch Garver is coming back and said, oh, man, I got to start hitting again. Right. And uh, he has done so last three games. I mean – had five RBIs on Sunday, had two more on Saturday. Guy has just been turned into a very just good hitter. 14 RBIs over his last 10 games overall. This offense is better than any other offense in baseball at this current at current moment. They have back-to-back double-digit runs. Um, they face Adam Wainwright, who, let's face it, he's washed. It just is what it is. He's washed. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, he's old and every great pitcher, you know, probably hangs on for a few too many years. It's Adam Wainwright's time. Uh, and now he has to face the hottest offense in baseball, you know, so I would get to Jonah Heim, um, and then under Jonah Heim, um, well, who's your top? Well, yeah, I agree top? with you. I'm uh, going both Texas catchers. If whoever's in the lineup, uh, yeah, I, Mitch Garver, yeah, uh, Heim, but Garver came back and, and he homered, uh, in his first game back. And he's got two hits in both. So like, they, they play them both, right? Like big DH Garver right. and the Sartheim. So, like, yep. I'm good playing both catchers here. Uh, that's fine for me as a top mm-hmm. guy. Uh, and then, I, I don't know, probably Gary Sanchez, right, in the, in the mid-tier is our, is our yep. next guy here, value-wise. Yeah, I'm going to probably be getting Padres. Kyle Hendricks is a guy that's always just pitched better at home. 
Um, and he also is just not missing bats. And I think the thing about Gary Sanchez, the issues for quite a while is the fact that, um, you know, he strikes out a lot. So I'm going to get to Sanchez. Kyle Hendricks has a XFIP two runs higher than his ERA. He has an expected ERA three runs higher than his ERA. Um, 23% ground ball rate for Kyle Hendricks for like, it's, 37% line drive rate, 40% fly ball rate. Yeah. Everything is being hit harder in the air, um, and he's just getting lucky. So I'm going to go Sanchez for sure in this tier. Yeah, listen, again, the catcher is such a small player pool that it's hard to really sit there and like disagree with you know, a lot of the guys that you're mentioning here. Uh, Kisner homer today against Rich Hill. He's $2,800 for possible value play. Um, and then we played the Pirates catcher the other day, didn't we as well? Um, who was it? Well, there? Jan Gomes is twenty five hundred. You're burying the lead here. That's John. well, yes. Jan, Jan Gomes gets a Jan left. Gomes versus a lefty, only twenty five hundred bucks. I agree with you. That also is is a pretty strong value play. We know the power for him against southpaws is ridiculous. So good value play there. My fade of the day is it, a top price catcher. It's Salvi Perez. Uh, he just doesn't hit left handed pitching. Just doesn't do it. Two twenty average, three forty slug on the year against left handed pitching for a guy that has twelve home runs, eleven of them have come against righties. 571 slug versus righties, 340 slug against left-handed pitching. So uh, I, I'm out on Salvi Perez here. Uh, my fate's going to be Wilson Contreras, and I'm happy that he homered for my FSGA team on Sunday. Thank you, Wilson, or Saturday, rather. Um, but he's hitting under 100 over his last 10 games, and there's no reason he's $4,700. Right. So I will not be spending up on Wilson Contreras. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, move on over to first base here, James. Give me your top first baseman of the day. Uh, top first baseman of the day is going to be Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, gets a lefty. Um, Goldie just continues to be awesome. 333 over his last 10 games. We're getting some power out of him recently as well. Um, and Martin Perez. Look, we there like was reason to believe Martin Perez was going to be bad last year, and it just never happened. He's kind of been bad this yeah. year. I mean, two times in his last five starts, he's allowed six or more earned runs. Three times in his last five starts, um, he hasn't pitched more than five innings and has allowed four more or four more earned runs. He allowed multi-home run games three times this year. Doesn't miss bats. Like, I like Paul Goldschmidt to mash um, against Martin Price. Yeah, I'm with you there. Goldie was my top guy as well. 327 average on the year against left-handed pitching as well. Uh, only one of his 10 homers against Southpaws on the year. But uh, again, we talk about Martin Perez and the quality of pitcher that he's been. Uh, you know, I think that Paul Goldschmidt obviously can homer off anybody in baseball. Uh, and just the fact that he is just getting the ball in play at such a high clip uh, for me, he was the top guy uh, on my board. Uh, if we're looking at some value options, more so of a, a mid-tier play, I do like Spencer Steer, but uh, you mentioned earlier Connor Joe against Lefties. I think those are two guys that if you're not looking to spend up, uh, you can look to put into your lineup today. Yeah, um, Spencer Steer's been a guy that you've gotten to the well a lot lately, and he's been very good. Um, raking right now. Two solo uh, bases even, randomly the other day against yeah, Milwaukee. So. Even flash a little speed the other day. Um, and, yeah, I mean – um, Connor Joe, multi-position eligible against lefties this year, 316 average, four home runs, 444 Woba. So give me Connor Joe, Spencer Steer in the mid-tier. For 100%. Uh, give me your value play of the day. Value play of the day at first base, Brendan Belt has been pretty good. Um, of late, homered on Sunday, 
290 average over his last 10. Sneaky, like 794 OPS, kind of out of the clouds for Brandon Bell. Starting like, to belt a little was, bit, you know? Yeah, he start. Ooh, I like that. I like that out of you, John. Um, getting on base a lot, almost a 400 OBP on the year now. Dude, they hit him fourth. Like Dude, there, I think... there are multiple streams this year where we said Brandon Belt shouldn't be in baseball. So, right. Uh, right. And, yeah. and laughing that they were hitting him fourth, but they're obviously laughing right now with the way he's playing. So, I uh, get him in Toronto. I like it. You talk about Belak a lot with the power, you know, the home runs that he can give up here. So, yep, uh, I, I like that value play call uh, as well. So, uh, give me your fade. Who's your Who's your fade first baseman of the day? Um. I would say Rowdy Telez against a lefty. I'm not really looking at lefty-lefty splits. He's been struggling regardless. Um, no home runs over his last 10 games, 222 average. Um, I know it's in Cincinnati, so we might see some ownership heading Milwaukee's way. I will not be getting on the Rowdy Telez train uh, in this lefty. Lefty. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm going against Vladdy here again. The, the Blue Jays offense just like doesn't, and him especially, just not, they're not doing anything. So I'm, I'm like indifferent about it because. He did homer on Sunday, and Belak is getting crushed by righties. So I'm like torn on the Vladdy thing. I'm torn on the Blue Jays in general because I like because they're they are such a revy a righty heavy lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at some of their recent run totals here. Sure, they they hung six today. They won two one three three nothing three one lost four two. So like outside of today's game, they haven't scored more than three earned runs and four games, right? And then they, they scored seven against the Brewers, but only three before that, right? They're just, you know. And then 20 before yeah, that. Right, <laughs> right. So since the 20-run game, right, they've scored three runs, three runs, three runs, seven runs, three runs, seven runs, great. Two, three, three, two, six. So they've scored three or, or less more than they've scored more than three over the last 10 right. games. So they're not facing great teams here. Brewers, Twins, yeah. like Mets. I mean, I don't know, like. Um, yeah, so Vladdy's a fade for me. If he comes through against Belak or Toronto in, or Houston in general, like fine, but uh, that offense just leaves a lot to be desired right now. Agreed. Um, let's go on over to second base then. Uh, for me, when it comes to top play at second base today, uh, I'm going with Tommy Edmond. Uh, I know he's not the top price guy, but they actually let him off against the lefty today and shock to shock. Two hits, a double, and three at bats, had a walk as well, 10 fantasy points. If they're going to commit to leading this guy off against lefties, which they should, I don't know why they're not, when all the numbers scream, this guy absolutely hammers left-handed pitching. And you're a team that, for the most part, has kind of sucked against left-handed pitching this year. Like, why would you not give a guy in Tommy Edmond that's hitting 362 with a 574 slug and a 930 OPS the opportunity to lead off? So uh, they let him off today. He had a good game. I'm hoping they'll lead him off again. Give me Tommy Edmond at 4,200 as my favorite second baseman. Love that. And I'm also not going to go to the top, even though Marcus Simeon is screaming at me, and so is Jonathan India. Uh, I'm going to go Rodolfo Castro, who's now a second baseman only. And um, he is hitting 367 with five home runs and a 475 Woba against left-handed pitching. So Rodolfo Castro probably going to hit fifth against the lefty is my favorite second baseman. Love that. Yeah, Castro is one of my favorite value plays of the day, so we're, we're kind of in lockstep there. Uh, give me a fade at second base for you today. Uh, fade is going to be Nolan Gorman just hasn't hit lefties. Well, another lefty lefty that I'm, I know he homered on Saturday. He's been struggling in general, uh, too many strikeouts lately. I know, I know Martin Perez isn't really exactly a guy that misses bats, 
Uh, but I'm not paying 5200 for a guy who hasn't hit. Like yeah, this. I'm fading Owen Miller here today. Our bats cooled down uh, over the last 10 after that like crazy hot start that he had, yep. uh, hitting just 243 with a 270 slug over the last 10. Is still adding speed, so there's still some fantasy value there. Three stolen bases over the last 10 yep. games. So we're talking about Abbott. We're talking about the, the strikeout upside that he has. And the Brewers in general just not really hitting lefties all that well. Uh, Miller's one of the few exceptions there. But, again, a fade for me uh, on this slate at $3,800. Uh, James, third base. Talk to me, man. Top play. Top play over at third base. Uh, kind of a toss-up between Josh Jung and Nolan Arenado, I think, um, depending on which stack you roll with is you know who you go with. But Josh Jung cannot be stopped. Much like you can just say that about Texas offense in general. Uh, another 12 runs scored on Sunday, but Jung in the middle of that three for four, two runs, a home run, a walk or a RBI and a walk rather um, hitting four ten with an 1100 OPS over his last 10. And and we know Arenado. Um, I know uh, 219 over his last 10. So um, kind of brutal. Yep. So I'll go Josh Jung, but Arenado still notoriously good against lefty. Yeah. For me, it's, it's Bregman here. Cause I'm just not a believer in Manoa and Bregman himself, 444 to 1600 OPS the last 10 games. So uh, gave me all the, all the Alex Bregman that I can handle. Uh, my value play today is Andy Brian Hayes. We talked about lefties against uh, for Hayes and Pittsburgh here. He's $4,100. Uh, that's going to be my value for the day. And then if I'm fading, I'm actually fading Nolan Arenado. So uh, that's where I'm hmm. at at 54. Where are you? Um, fading Manny Machado, even though I love the Padres. Guy just came back and still just hasn't done anything. So um, I'm I'm like 50-50. Like I'm currently on the side up of I'm fading Machado, but things could change based on uh, Base come time, uh, live stream comes. Yeah, I'm a uh, full on agreement with you there as well. Uh, let's go to shortstop here, um, and talk about our top play. It's Seager for me, $5,900, super expensive, yes. but 341,000 OPS, three homers, homered again, uh, here today. And again, we talk about Wayne Wright being a gas can. Yeah, it's Seager, it's Witt against a lefty, it's Bichette who is hitting everybody in BLAC struggle against righties. It's Matt McLean in the mid tier, forty seven, who continues to hit three forty two average on the year, and then the position falls off a yeah. cliff, and I want nothing to do. That's with where that. I'm at. I'm fading Trey Turner, and I don't have a value shortstop today. I don't think there's no. A value. I don't either. I don't think there's. A, I, I, I don't think there's a value shortstop play. Maybe if like Ezekiel Duran plays, he left. Uh, he didn't play Sunday due to tightness. So like, if he's in, sure, twenty nine hundred dollars. Sad you had to play him and Seager if you're picking between the two, but that would probably be uh, the option there. Uh, top outfielder for me is going to be Jordan Alvarez. Again, I'm going all in on Alec Manoa. Yep. yep, no no problem there. I like the top three names. I told you I'm in on San Diego. So Tatis is scorching hot right now. Uh, would go Tatis. And we've talked about it at nauseum with Soto against righties this year. Or, uh, yeah, Soto against the righties this year. Yep, I like all Astros outfielders really today. With, you know, Jolks is a really yep. good value play. I think the story Ruiz, even though he slowed down a little bit, you look at the walks. Uh, given up by Oviato. If he, you know, is putting guys on base, Ruiz is going to run. So uh, I like uh, jokes and Ruiz as some two value options uh, on the slate today. But I think you can go Astros uh, outfield today. I think you can go with the um, the outfield there in San Diego, like you mentioned. Uh, I think there's some decent mid-tier plays on the slate. Yeah, some value. I like Jordan Walker uh, in, against Martin Perez, $3,200. 346 Wobin and limited sample against lefties. Juan Yepes, if he's um, cracks the lineup. Uh, Jesus Sanchez, 
has been a guy who's raked before the injury, after the injury for Miami. So those would be two of my favorite values. Sure, I agree with you 100%. James, let's start building a lineup here. Yeah, let's build Aaron Nola. Nola and, and, and Garrett, I imagine. And no, Abbott. 4K. Oh, Abbott, right. We Abbott, need the money. We need the money. It's true. It's true. Uh, all right, Abbott's in. Catcher Heim. Yep. First base in uh, Goldschmidt. Uh, or we spend down to Connor Joe. But I'm okay going. Let's see if we can fit Goldie with the 4K guy. Uh, second baseman, we liked. I liked Edmund. Did you and you like Castro? Yeah. How, how would you? How would you go? Can you? Is Edmund only? Yeah. Oh, we Edmund can play both. We can play Edmund okay, the Castro's in there. Third base. Uh, we had. Let's see here. We had Hayes as value, and we had. Yep. Um. What do we have? Was it Jung? Was our top guy? Yeah, Jung was definitely. Yeah, let's Jung. do Hayes. I think yeah, we, we might need the money saved here. Okay. Uh, shortstop, we liked Seager. Yep. Uh, Thirty nine hundred dollars. I like Jolks as the value of twenty eight. I guess it's forty five hundred dollars. Yep. So what was your other? Plug? You wanted to play. Uh, you wanted to play Edmund. I had Jordan Walker plugged. Okay, I'll do Walker. The Walker works. Jordan Walker thirty one six K for an outfield to finish it off or a hundred off. I'm gonna go down to Garver here. There we go. There it is. Nola, Abbott, Garver, Goldschmidt, Castro, Hayes, Seeger, Jokes, Walker, Alvarez. We got two Houston, two St. Louis, uh, two Texas, two Pittsburgh for the offense there. James and I will be back live at five o'clock Eastern. Find us in the Discord. Check out the playbook when it goes live. James Grandi will be on that. Go to fanslam.com slash all pro promo code MLB50. Become an all pro member, get access to all of our premium content and premium Discord. James and I will talk to you all later.